Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, I talk about four different types of freedom, financial, time, location, health freedom. In that light, I'm always interviewing people living extraordinary lives, doing things on the cutting edge, and sharing those insights with the audience. So today, we have a actually a digital nomad her name is Heather Markell, and she is founder of Full-Time Travel Coach, and she's a TEDx speaker. Uh, she has been featured in the um, New York Times, and she's going to talk to us all about digital nomadism, entrepreneurship, and living life to the fullest. So, Heather, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, yeah, I know we had connected through Podmatch, and uh, one thing is that I believe that digital nomads have the ultimate freedom because you have to have everything. You have to have financial, time, location, and you have to be healthy to do what you do. So, and you can basically be best positioned to be creators, influencers. So, tell us more about your story and we'll get started. <laughs> uh, so, I guess my story is that I, um, I actually started by working in corporate, um, which I did for over 25 years. Um, and I became a certified coach um, in 2008 and actually um, through my business coaching started out earning myself over corporate and I was going to um, quit my job to run my business. But in order to be that successful, I basically worked all the time um, for a long time and I burnt out. So um, when I finally had the courage to quit my job, because in 2017, when I quit, pre-great resignation, pre-pandemic, remote work was not a thing because I thought, you know, maybe I could just take a break and travel for a while and, you know, and, and then come back to a real job. Uh, and so I did have to quit. Um, and I stepped away from everything. I stepped away from the corporate gig. I stepped away from my coaching. I just thought, you know what, I need to really clear my space. And I'm so glad I did because part of freedom to me is actually also <laughs> freedom from all of the mindsets and the belief systems that have been created through whatever we've been doing that isn't working for us. And wow, I was really stunned <laughs> to see their impact on me, which I got to see when I let go. Um, and so ultimately, what was supposed to be a three to six month career break became, oops, a way of life. <laughs> and it's been five years now that I've been um, traveling full time and being, you know, nomadic and doing the digital nomad thing. So it's 
been a journey. Yeah. And then I just did my first TEDx talk on the benefits of living nomadically. Interesting. Uh, fascinating story. Um, you know, you're, jo you're joining a generation where everybody's starting to wake up, especially after COVID, and they're just starting to see, you know, the, I, don't, I wouldn't call it brainwash, but the mainstream way of thinking. And so one thing that you want to, I want to touch upon is, so you said how to follow your heart when your head gets in the way. And you talked about letting go. Tell us what that viscerally feels like, because you can say it in words, yeah. but how do you, how do you express it in feelings? So um, before I quit, I, I guess the experience would be this voice in me, which I would say was my heart would say, Oh, what if we went and like traveled and met people and my head would be like, how are you going to pay your rent? Well, but what if I enjoyed myself? Like, how does that pay bill? You know, it was this, and my head would just shut down everything else because it was so much, my life was so much about making money to have things. Um, and at some point, um, I guess partially, unfortunately, I suffered um, a lot of pain. Um, I was in the wrong relationship and I ended up herniating two discs in my neck. And then ultimately, um, because my head was leading the way, um, my I, I felt a pain in my chest in January of 2017. Mm. Um, and I realized, oh, if the pain in my neck became two disc herniations, hmm, where can this pain in my chest go? No, 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 I'm not doing that. And mm. that was when I started listening to my heart. And what started happening was um, when I, when this voice came in that was like, oh, I want to travel, but you know, what if I ruin my career? This other voice came in and said, what if your career gets better because you quit? What? You know, oh, what if I don't have enough money? What if you have more money than you ever thought you would? You know, it's like all of these, it changed the dialogue. And in doing that, it's like my body felt much more in alignment and I felt like more authentic and it just, you know, spearheaded my being able to just go for what I want um and and create what i want instead of waiting for something to happen that would allow me to do what i want mm. so we're very so it could be i mean some people will say it's like your intuition or your higher self or some but uh what's interesting is how did you reconcile those fears especially you know paying bills you know <laughs> i mean finances we can say they don't they're not important but you know we have to you know, we have to have a roof over our heads with the transportation food. So how did you reconcile that? So there was a bit that was a leap of faith. You know, it's like, I don't know. I I, I feel like especially in America, like we get, um, my experience has been nobody likes the words, I don't know. Politicians won't say it. Um, I In corporate, managers didn't want to admit it. Like, I don't know. It's just, you know, we have to make up an answer. Um, and side note, I lived in, I got stuck in New Zealand for two years during the pandemic and under Jacinda, um, you know, she would constantly say, I don't know, but I'll get the answer and I'll get back to you. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, you know, it was so uplifting. And so, uh, I decided that, um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know that I don't like this experience that I've created for myself. And I'd like to see, I, I, I'm sure you or your audience, someone has read that, you know, there's the um, the five regrets people die with. And I'm like, I kept 
having nightmares about being 90 and like looking back at my life and wondering what would have happened if I had had the courage. And I just decided, you know what, no matter what happens, like if I mess up, I've messed up before, then I'll just figure it out and I'll like fix it. You know what I mean? And I know myself, like I will make this happen. I will be okay because, because that's how I am. I will make myself okay and figure it out. So it was very much um, having faith in myself that allowed me to just go do it. Interesting. Um, I like to analogize it to jumping out of a airplane. It's mm. like it's like you have a parachute and you have um you know you have someone on your back, but your uh, fight or flight is saying don't don't don't. But actually, you know, uh, you know, it's the same thing, um, which is really interesting. Um, so we'll talk about you know, some of the things, um, what is, uh, what are the three toughest part about transitioning from corporate into a full-time digital nomad? Well, one is, one is definitely the flow of money changes, right? And I have a program that explains that because I think it's really important when you're used to, uh, a job, and you get paid every one week, two weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, and it's the same amount of money in those intervals, you're suddenly like, like now you move over to this other thing where the money doesn't come in the same way in the same amounts, and sometimes not at all, right? Because you're like in corporate, I mean, basically, whatever you do, you're still getting paid unless you do something terrible and you're fired. But um, Whereas when you're an entrepreneur, it's like if you do, not, unless you've been blessed to like have systems set up and you're getting like residual income and you just go live your life while this stuff just goes on autopilot, you your income is a direct correlation to what you the seeds you've planted, um, and it takes time, right? You you know it's not like most of us don't just flip on the lights in our business and like have like a whole boatload of clients. It takes time. Um, it takes time to figure out what the right clients are. Um, it takes time to figure out, um, you know, the, the correct price range and then getting, you know, an understanding, having a business sense of, you know, how do I set my prices? What goes into the program? What do my clients want and need? Um, so all of that takes time. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think that's a, a major part of the transition. Um, I think, um, People also, I mean, I, I'd say remote work has changed the game, but certainly in, in the old days, right, which were just a few years ago, you went into an office and uh, having a desk job meant people were always around you. When you're an entrepreneur, you're on your own, unless, of course, you, you pay for a co-working space. And then it's really cool because you're surrounded by entrepreneurs. And if you're traveling, by the way, then you maybe go to the co-working space. Maybe you, I love cafes, like cafes. It doesn't matter if the people around me are entrepreneurs or not, because I'm usually striking up a conversation with somebody. Yes. So it's the companionship, if you will, like changes um, those dynamics. Um, and then the what, so like in your corporate job, you usually have a specific function, marketing, sales, whatever it is. Um, you may at some point feel you're doing the work of two or three people, but you're still being paid for one job. In entrepreneurship, right, you um, get to keep the money, right, and you're um, being paid for what you do, but actually what you do is everything. So I may be a coach, but I'm also responsible for my own sales and marketing and everything else, right, until we all reach 
some other level where, you know, we might outsource and I've done the outsourcing, but that brings up its whole other set of challenges. But, um, but yeah, so I think you go from sort of one job to multiple jobs when you transition to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, I'm interested, um, in terms of but you mentioned the space because um i heard of co-working spaces and it sounds like you you know pay like a monthly rent or whatever fee meant and then um but would you think um it's easier to for example you could use a zoom and use a virtual background or uh i know now there's virtual reality spaces um or cafes which uh types of environments are most suitable for uh, productivity and work I think it's very much down to the individual. First off, if you're doing calls, you probably want to be in uh, your own space. I, I find it, you know, if I go to a cafe and somebody next to me is talking very loudly about business stuff, it's really kind of gets in the way of the vibe. Um, not to mention, maybe it's none of anybody else's business, what you and your client are discussing. Um, but for... Um, some of what I do, I do travel writing as well. And sometimes I actually like to be in the cafe because I like the view, the companionship, the the being somewhere different. And it just makes my, it, it stimulates my thinking. Um, so for writing, I like to be outside, but I, I do think it's very much, who are you? Do you? Are you the person that can, that thrives with other people with, with street noises or with silence um, or, you know, put your earbuds in, listen to music, whatever it is like, that to me determines the best space. Yeah. Um, and uh, what are some popular co-working spaces? Uh, I'm not sure if there's a, if they're local or national, international. Um, um, I, at this point, cause I, cause I'm in a different place all the time. And it's, it's like, if I'm in a small town, it's whatever's there. And usually I'm going for those smaller, less expensive ones that might only have one or two locations in the world. And they're right there. Um, so I'm not a subscriber of, um, I used to be on the, God, I'm forgetting the big one now. Um, Is it WeWork? Yeah, I used to be on WeWork, um, but I am not anymore. So just because also, uh, depending where I'm staying, I might I might work there. And, you know, a cafe is free to work and you get a cup of coffee. It's still less expensive than a co-working space. So, um, so I actually don't use them as much now. I did... Uh, when I was marooned in New Zealand, I did some conferences. So I would rent um, a conference room in their co-working space to be able to get that done. But, um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't know which ones are popular because I'm just going for the local ones. Um, yeah. Interesting. And um, what are some uh, popular locations, countries, cities where, you know, entrepreneurship, digital entrepreneurship, um, uh, digital nomads go frequently go that you frequently meet? Well, I think everywhere. I mean, what's what's interesting to me is that certainly one of the things that kept me from quitting is that I thought this is something only like 20 and 30 year olds do. Um, and what I found is that I was wrong. And it's great because like, I love working with those mid-career folks who like me are like, we're mid-career, we're not retiring yet, but we have committed to not waste away on our bodies at a chair and a desk until retirement. Um, so really we're everywhere. Um, there are more and more countries that are finally, um, you know, adapting the digital nomad visa. So instead of only being able to go for 90 days, you know, you can go for six months, a year, 
it depends. So those to me are going to be more popular. There are spots in the Caribbean, spots in Europe. Um, and so if you can get yourself a digital nomad visa, then um, you'll probably find uh, that there are more nomads in those places. But I don't think that limits it because um, I know that many of us just want to see certain places and bring our work with us. And it doesn't matter where we are. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, um, you know, a lot of my friends and colleagues, you know, they say um, uh, South America is really popular, you know, Colombia, yeah. uh, Southeast Asia. Um, just, Absolutely. Because it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. And then you can, you know, great restaurants, lots of, a lot of people, great things to see and do. So um and your dollar just goes much that much further so um one thing i have interesting thing is um you talk well, we go uh you know i some of my clients are gen z as well and they frequently ask me they're like do i need to go to college and i still advocate going to college because it still has its benefits but you know now People are talking about great resignation. You don't need a job, you know, and then um, talking about you can live anywhere, work anywhere. So tell us what this all of this is about. Just, you know, this whole rearrangement of work, you know, this com long commute, corporate, you know, all this stuff. Tell us what it's about. Well, I mean, for myself, and I think a lot of people resonate with it, it was that it was very much about the, the meaning and purpose in life. And I think, um, when you're midlife, there's a natural point, right? Um, that we come to that you've done whatever you've done up to now, and then we're living longer. So it's like, wow, I've got the rest of my life and I got to do something else. Like this <laughs> just isn't working for me. Um, so I think there's a quest for meaning and purpose and realizing that, uh, especially if you've worked in corporate and you know, the notion of like, check your personality at the door, um, no, I don't want to, I want to be myself. Um, where, where can I fit into this world as me? Um, and so there, I think a lot of it is, is that quest. And I think remote work, I see remote work as different things. Some people think remote work is working from your house. And that is, uh, I think, because of the pandemic, I mean, some people probably got like loved being with their family, but also were like, oh my God, I have to get out of the house, right? But um, but then there's something that happened where people got um, more time with family and, and realized there's this value that we wanna spend more time with our family. And by working from home, I can do that. But then other of us are, you know, remote work means working from another country or another city or, you know, so there's the traveling remote worker. Um, and that's very much my bucket, right? So, um, and I think uh, more and more companies are coming around to that. And I, that's what I'd like to see is, is um, this idea that, um, you know, what if, uh, why not? Like the company that you're working for has offices around the world why not see if two people want to swap for six months? You know what I mean? And then like, if you're, um, you know, you're in Mexico and I'm in New York, well, let's swap that for six months. So we keep our job. We just do it from a different place and get to see a little bit. And maybe we keep going and maybe I don't come, instead of coming back to New York, I now exchange with somebody that's, you know, in Peru um, and I keep going. So um, I think that would be great because I think, especially in this crazy world, um, understanding different cultures and how much of our opinion is shaped by 
false information that you, when you go and you live somewhere, you see like the people are nothing like the, you know, that I was led to believe. Um, they're usually much nicer and, you know, that the people of a country are not the government of a country. Like these are all these things that you get to learn by living all over the place. Yeah. And I think travel is one of the best types of education because it it's what you describe. You, you, know, you have to let go and you have to take a leap of faith and you have to immerse yourself in there and you know you basically you you know you you it's like all about experiences so um fascinating discussion like i said digital nomads i said they they embody all types of freedom because you have to in order to do that so it's quite an accomplishment and uh how can people follow you on social media uh, visit your website and check you out yeah so um well, you can, I'm on, I'm everywhere on social media. I'm, um, I'm on Facebook. Um, and I am, my website is fulltimetravelcoach.com. But if you go to from desk to destiny.com, um, I would love to set up a chat if you're someone listening and you just want to know more about how can you start traveling full time? What should I think about? Um, you know, what should I be mindful of? Um, there's a link there to set up a free call. Um, so absolutely do that. And, um, and yeah, and find me on, uh, I'm, I'm not like Instagram. I haven't like posted there for a while, but I am on Instagram with my name as well. Heather Markell. Um, if you want to see travel photos. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, uh, Heather's resources will be in the links and show notes. Thank you for a fantastic conversation. Congratulations on your accomplishments and be sure to check her out on her socials and uh, with that thanks for coming on to the podcast thanks for having me i hope you really enjoyed that wonderful inspirational motivational piece again if you wherever you are listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week.